Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Thousands of 
watching the world I will face its arms Till I find my heroes welcome Waiting in your, your arms Shalom, Shalom, Aleinu, V'al Kol Yisrael, V'al Kol Yisrael, V'imiru, V'imiru, Amen.
Sounded, but it uh, is listed as an acapella selection here at JM in the AM, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I think it's accurate. Uh, Jonathan Stern and Laser Brook together on that one. Kanfei Ruach, the high air done by Cole Ish, Ari Goldwag's Ani Mamin, and Chaim Shol Shalom. The Maccabees with a whole bunch, including that Draw You Cry, which opened up the set, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. As we say, good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on this Lave Baomer, as we like to say. Today's day number 32 in the counting of the Omer. We'll hear from Dr. Mark, our resident cardiologist on Lave. Lave means heart. Today's 32. Lamed Bet, Lave. Uh, so it's Lave Baomer. Today's 32 in the counting of the Omer. That is uh, four weeks and four days. If you got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Lagba Omer tomorrow, as I saw someone wrote, it can't come fast enough in terms of our Jewish music format. 
Uh, that's for sure. It's also the first yard site, of course, of those who perished in the uh, terrible tragedy in Mayron last year. We'll talk more about that because our friends at Art Scroll have an incredible book coming out that we'll spend time on next week. We'll give you details about that. Um, so that's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Logba Omer here at JM and the AM. We always enjoy our Logba Omer special. Um, Sunday's the parade. 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, brought to you by our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. Follow our coverage, NahumSiegel.com. Pretty easy. Just go to our website and watch the video. Simple as that. Uh, or I should say the live stream. We'll be live on the Avenue, 5th Avenue, 64th Street is where we'll be. That is the plan for the return of the Celebrate Israel Parade. Uh, a bit understated this year because after a three-year hiatus, or, or not having been on the Avenue for three years, um, we're just hoping that everything goes according to plan. Uh, and please God, it will. So join us, everybody. If you're not at the parade, uh, where you'll be able to see us at 64th and 5th, then uh, certainly tune in for our coverage, which is unique for our community to have special coverage geared to this audience. And again, a big thank you to the Rothenberg law firm, injurylawyer.com for their support and presenting uh, the parade as they do every single year. Well, you know what I mean. Every single year that we're actually broadcasting. <laughs> Lots of events going on. I wanted to uh, give you the details on the Aterit Kaunim uh, uh, event. Uh, guest speaker, the Honorable Mike Pompeo, former U.S. Secretary of State. Um, the American Friends of Aterit Kaunim, Jerusalem Chai, invite you to their big dinner celebrating the heroes of... Uh, Yemenite village, Kidmat Zion, Malayazetim, and the old city of Jerusalem, who are holding down the fort in those important neighborhoods and communities of Yerushalayim. Uh, reception at 6, program at 7.15 on Wednesday, June 1st at Terrace on the Park in Queens. And uh, we, um, we acknowledge all the honorees. Mrs. Emily Hesching of Silver, Ms. Emily Hesching of Silver Spring, the Bat Mitzvah Project of the Year honoree. Michal Harris of Brooklyn, the Bonet Yerushalayim honoree. Josh Ness of Charleston, South Carolina, the Bonet Yerushalayim honoree. Dr. Jean and Paulina Berkovich of Woodmere, the Bonet Yerushalayim honorees. And they'll honor the contribution of Mel and Mild- Mildred Wadler of blessed memory among the beloved founders of American, American Friends of Atarit Cohen. And Mel Wadler was, you talk about somebody who was the epitome of public service for the Jewish world. Just amazing. So he and Mildred will be... Uh, will be uh, recognized uh, as um, as the uh, dinner takes place and two of the giants of the past are recognized um, as beloved founders of American Friends of Atarit Kornim. Reservations, etc. Information at org slash dinner at org slash dinner at org slash dinner. Check it out. And get ready to enjoy a night to celebrate Jerusalem. Uh, our friends at um, United Hatzalah invite you to the third annual New York Gala happening on the uh, 24th of May. That's this coming Tuesday, starting at 5.30 p.m. on Pier 60 at Chelsea Piers in New York City. Uh, Kathy and Alan Weiss, Chantal and Al Gindi, um, Dr. Zevi Newworth. They are going to be um, recognized. Dr. Newworth, I'm sure, will, will be speaking that night. 
And you're all invited to attend and to help United Hatzalah save lives on a daily basis. And as we mentioned when the uh, when we did the interview with Ellie Beer, they're not just saving lives. They are literally on the front lines of so many episodes and incidents that are happening in the Jewish world, or especially in Israel and the Ukraine right now. And uh, they need our support. So go to uh, IsraelRescue.org, IsraelRescue.org. The third annual gala happens on May 24th. That's this coming Tuesday. Again, IsraelRescue.org for information and to support the work of United Hatzalah in Israel, in the Ukraine, etc. IsraelRescue.org. More coming up, final day of our Sphere format, Wednesday, JM in the AM.
Oh, 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 oh. 
studs with me von siach before that louie he and don't let me down acapella sphere format at jm and the am this is america's one and only jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web and alchemsegal.com and the alchemsegal network and of course on the beloved nsn app and that is the wise stud. Dr. Mark's going to join us. It is, after all, Leif Baomer. Danny Danone, former ambassador of Israel to the United Nations. It's a brand new book. Danny Danone joins us in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, he'll join us. We'll discuss the brand new book. Get to ask him some of the questions about uh, current Israeli politics that I have on my mind. And there are many. <laughs> there are many, all right. <laughs> so we'll do that coming up. Tomorrow, Lag Bomer special. Sundays, of course, parade day to celebrate Israel parade. Our coverage brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm at InjuryLawyer.com. With a big thank you to the Rothenbergs. Listener Tikva is out there in Israel listening at work with her friends. Well, hello to all the uh, all the friends of Tikva, the FOTs that are out in our audience from all of us here at JM in the AM. Golly, it's on the background to our news from Israel coming up. And then move into our Leif Bomer conversation. And Danny Danone's going to join us. Conversation about his brand new book and about the current state of affairs in the state of Israel. 
Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a uh, Wednesday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. גלי צהל השעה שתיים, שלום רב באולפן מתן לוי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. כתב אישום יוגש נגד אילנה ספורטה חניה, החשודה בשליחת מכתבי האיומים למשפחת ראש הממשלה בנט. מדווחת כתבתנו הדס שטייף. המשטרה מתכוונת ביום ראשון להגיש כתב אישום חמור נגד אילנה ספורטה בת ה-65 מאשקלון. הבוקר הותר לפרסום כי יש ראיות לכאורה הקושרות את אילנה למכתבי האיום על ראש הממשלה בנט ובני ביתו, למרות שהשתמשה באחרים לשליחת המכתבים. מבלי שידעו במה מדובר, על המעטפות התגלה כתב ידה. מהמכתבים איומים של ממש נגד בנט, לפיהם לא יתפטר מתפקידו, יירצח. סעיפי האישום נגד אילנה, סחיטה באיומים, ואיומים במעשה טרור. לקראת הילולת ל"ג בעומר הערב במירון, דובר המשטרה אלי לוי מזהיר אצל אמיר איבגי, נהיה חסרי סבלנות כלפי מפרי סדר. אנחנו ביומיים של היערכות, כל מי שלא רכש כרטיס להילולה, בבקשה שלא יגיע, הוא לא יוכל להיכנס. אנחנו באפס סובלנות מול הפרות סדר. אתמול צוות של היחידה המרכזית של המחוז הצפוני הצליחו להגיע לכמה קיצונים שהיו בדרך. כתבנו בצפון הדר גיציס מוסיף שעומסי תנועה רבים מורגשים בכבישים הסמוכים למירון. אלפי שוטרים ולוחמי משמר הגבול מבצעים סריקות ביטחוניות בסביבת מתחם הקבר והכבישים הסמוכים להר. עד כה לא נרשמו הפרות סדר חריגות. האלימות כלפי צוותים רפואיים. שר הבריאות ניצן הורוביץ בקריאה, הציבו שוטרים בתוך בתי החולים. מדווחת כתבתנו לענייני בריאות, טלאור מאירסון. במכתב ששלח הורוביץ ליועצת המשפטית לממשלה, כתב כי בכל אירועי האלימות כלפי אנשי רפואה שדווחו למשרד הבריאות, לא הוגש אפילו כתב אישום אחד, וקרא לה לפעול כדי להגביר את הענישה. עוד אמר השר כי בישיבת הממשלה הבאה ידרוש להציב עמדות שוטרים בתוך בתי החולים, שיוכלו להגיב בזמן אמת לכל מקרי אלימות. מצעד הגאווה בנתיבות שהיה צפוי להתקיים בעוד מספר ימים בוטל בעקבות איומים ברצח על המארגנים לאחר שקליע נשלח לאימו של אחד מהם. כתבנו רמי שני מוסר שבעקבות המקרה פתחה המשטרה בחקירה. רבנים ותושבים רבים בעיר התנגדו לקיומו של המצעד. נופר זוהר ממארגנות המצעד שוחחה עם יעל דן בגלי צה"ל. אין פה כניעה, יש פה חשיבה ריאלית. אנחנו כרגע משהים את הפעילות שלנו לפחות לחודש הקרוב, יש פה קריאה לרצח. כל הנושא של האלימות סביב האירוע התחיל באלימות ברשת, וזה המשיך בשבוע שעבר בניפוץ השמשה של אותה אימא שקיבלה הבוקר באירוע השיא את הקליע. היא נורא פוחדת ובצדק. מזג האוויר הטמפרטורות תהיינה רגילות לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
any plans J.M. in the A.M. with the uh, Maccabees and Achenu, their version of the song Achenu. Really nice, really beautiful. And in a Sphera format here at J.M. in the A.M. That's right. Uh, we are in the final day of our Sphera format. Once Lagba Omer starts, we uh, we drift into, we don't drift, we, we immediately go into the regular music format. So we're anticipating that tomorrow right here at J.M. in the A.M. So make sure to be tuned in for our Lagba Omer special. We'll make it as music-filled as possible. Today is Lev Ba'omer. Tomorrow's Lag Ba'omer. Today is Lev Ba'omer. And a tradition that we started many, many years ago was to bring our good friend and amazing cardiologist, Dr. Mark Singer, on the air in order to give a tip or two or an observation regarding heart-healthy living and what we need to know now. Uh, post-COVID, I, I, I hope it's post-COVID, uh, <laughs> about, about healthy hearts and moving forward in that area. Lave means heart. So today, Lave 32, Baomer, gives us an opportunity to check in with Dr. Mark Singer. Dr. Singer, a pleasure to welcome you to JM and the AM, and a pleasure to wish you a happy Lave Baomer. Chak to you and all the listeners out there. Chak I love that. Uh, so I don't know how many years ago we started the, tra- the tradition, but it's been quite a while. And we use today for you to give it a uh, for you to have an opportunity to tell this audience who, who I hope uh, to begin with are you know are heart health conscious, but just in case uh, they're not, and even if they are. Uh, it's always good to have a reminder out there about some of the things they need to keep in mind. What comes to your mind on Lave Baomer now in 2022 when, again, hopefully we're toward the end of this whole COVID pandemic, and I hope people are paying attention to other uh, parts of their health history and their current health situation. What can you tell us about that? Well, I think the two things that come to mind, and you alluded to the second one, so I'll start with that is that during COVID, so many things were ignored. Uh, people's otherwise health issues were put on the back burner, either because they were in isolation, they were afraid to come out and seek medical attention or get their routine checkups. And with everything, hopefully, in the rearview mirror, people should remember to prioritize taking care of themselves. And as the saying goes, when you a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, so not everything is, in fact, COVID, and you've got to remember the rest of the body and the other health issues that need to be addressed, that need to be checked on, and that need to be uh, checked up on yeah. and prevented. 
Lots of stuff needs to be evaluated, and uh, sometimes we forget just how much attention we do try to give to uh, different situations that we go through medically, and a lot of it was ignored during COVID. So everybody out there, number one on this Lave Baomer, uh, keep your heart in mind and keep all the rest of your body in mind because uh, we're hoping that your doctors and your hospitals can now deal at 100% capacity with all the situations you may be going through health-wise, not just COVID-19. Dr. Mark Singer is with us. He's our uh, resident cardiologist and a wonderful friend. And uh, every year on Leivba Omer, we get to hear what he has to tell us about the heart. Uh, what else comes to mind this morning, Dr. Mark? Well, two other things I think that recently came to my attention in the news. One was something in this week's New England Journal of Medicine dealing with the fact that you can never start too early, that all the risk factors, the things that we think about that cause heart disease in adults, if they're discovered in children and hopefully dressed early in young age, can prevent heart disease. The way the article was published was the things that we saw for kids certainly do manifest as adults, so you can never start too early with healthy heart habits, eating, exercise, uh, obviously avoiding smoking, um, are all very important things to avoid heart disease later in life. Uh, probably the other thing that comes to mind, and we talked about this before in terms of addressing things early, is that there's now a national shortage of contrast dye. Wow. And for, for things like angiograms, things may be postponed now, not because of COVID, but because we may not have enough contrast material to do the tests that we need. Has, has that delayed things among your patients? I know that patients who are waiting for certain CAT scans are now being asked if they can wait. You know, it's funny because, I mean, look, I'm not minimizing the baby uh, formula shortage is, is, a, is a severe one and a, and a really important one to be addressed. I mean, I'm not minimizing that at all. But it's interesting how many other things we are short on in this country that the average person doesn't know about. This, to me, is a revelation, what you just, told, what you just uh, revealed to us. Uh, yeah, this was in the news. I, I, I got a couple of emails about this yesterday and the day before. So just this week. Is there even a, an indication about how long of a delay they'll be or if this is you know, considered severe or just something that's going to be short term? We think it's short term because like anything else, they'll find ways to look around it and get around it and prioritize. Wow. Well, I guess we have to be thankful that we're not uh, experiencing a shortage of everything the way things are going. Uh, but it is interesting to it is interesting to hear and to and to um, and to find out uh, about some of the things that, in fact, uh, are in short supply. Boy, oh boy! Um, Dr. Mark Singer with Lave Baomer reminding everybody to uh, uh, to do what you can: eat well, eat correctly, eat healthy, exercise. Keep that heart going. It's uh, it's the main part of the. Uh, it, it's the some might argue that it's the most important part of the body to be concerned about. I, I know I know there are, I know there are others that give it a run for their money, but <laughs> for for its money. Uh, but yeah, I know you, you certainly would. Uh, but it's certainly up there. Everybody uh, be as heart healthy and as healthy as heart conscious as possible. That's our reminder on this leave. But Omer, Doctor Mark, anything else you'd like to add? I just want to wish all the listeners a Chag Sameach. As we said before, it's one of the nicest days of the year. Go out and enjoy some fresh air. 
some exercise, um, and have a healthy lunch. Yeah, appreciate that. And thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Mark. Happy Lave Bomer. My pleasure. Let's do this for many years. He, um, he's right. If you're in the New York, New Jersey area, we're talking about really, really nice weather today. And that may be a, uh, an impetus to get out there, exercise a bit, do some walking, do some running, and certainly uh, enjoy a healthy lunch at some point. Wave Bomer, a tradition that we started and continue right here at JM in the AM. <laughs> i
selection i want to make sure i don't mess up on uh on, on listener cena's announcements <laughs> i sort of uh <laughs> i sort of owe her for for one of them from earlier in the week and then of course i don't want to mess up today so let's do this now uh let's see um listener cena writes best wishes for a very happy first birthday going out to my sweet little great-granddaughter nahama ita rosen of lakewood Nahami, one day you'll be old enough to hear this message, but for now you can be sure there are so many people who love you to the moon and back. I hope you enjoyed a big piece of birthday cake, maybe even a chocolate bell as the tradition in your mommy's fam as is the tradition in your mommy's family. Love you tons and can't wait to see you again. Love Bubby Florida, aka Bubs. That was the first message I wanted to make sure to get on from uh listener Cena, and that was from earlier in the week. The next one says happy birthday to our mimi munchkin ayala schreiber of of bayswater who's turning six years old today ayala you're my super delicious girl who loves pink donuts can't wait to see you again and get you that special treat love you tons and hope you have a fabulous day with much love from bubby florida aka bubs and there you have it so we know her as listener cena we got those uh, birthday wishes on the air baruch hashem and we can continue now at jm in the am
زمین بیمون آشده ما شهبوری از بارخش ما selection here at jm in the am thanks so much for joining us on a wednesday morning sphere format wednesday that'll change tomorrow when we get back into our regular format on log bomer i hope you'll join us for that parade is sunday celebrate israel parade on fifth avenue in new york city i hope you'll be attending if not make sure to watch us on nachomsegel.com um pretty simple we're brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, with a parade broadcast that will include me and Miriam L. Wallach and Mark Zomik. And um, as is our annual tradition, we'll be on fit. Well, it's not an annual tradition because that annual tradition was interrupted for a couple of years. Uh, but we'll be there and uh, 64th Street and 5th Avenue, and I hope you'll be there to cheer us on as we cheer you on. <laughs> Simple as that. J.M. and the Amber by David Goldwasser's words. It would drop early for by Goldwasser. His words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Bereshis, Nasa Adam b'tzalmenu kidmuseinu. Hashem said, Let us make man in God's image. As we understand, each of us is a living, breathing Tzalem Elohim. We are all in the image of God. In order for us to do our Avodos HaKodesh, the service of Hashem, we have to have instilled in us 
a great sense of self, a healthy self-esteem. The Chavetz Chaim once went into a yeshiva, and he said, Napoleon said to his soldiers, whoever does not believe that he could grow to be a general can also not be a regular soldier. The Chavetz Chaim continued, whoever doesn't believe that he could become a Godelador or that she could become a great Torah leader also cannot be a Yeshiva Bachar or a Beis Yaakov student because an individual is obligated to believe that they could reach the highest level they could reach to near perfection in their daily lives we have a similar idea expressed in the letters of the Chazonish that the in-between person, the individual that feels that he's not great, but yet he's not bad. The Ramban writes on the Pasuk, Betach Pashem, trust in Hashem, Tov, and do good. It comes to tell us that the Bitochon, that a person will trust in Hashem, will help him to do all of the mitzvahs, like it says that the individual be helped and supported in doing good. It's comparable to two enemies. If one of them begins to feel bad and their spirit falls, they feel that perhaps they won't be matzliach, that they will not be successful in war. Certainly, that person will lose. If every general before war enters into a state of depression or feels bad that maybe they will not be able to win. Certainly, the war is already lost. The same is true in Avodos Hashem. A person always has to try to be inspired, to lift themselves up, to know that the Yeridus and the Philos, that many times in life, a person may feel that they're going down. But in truth, it may be a Yerida L'Tzorech Aliyah. It may be that just today I feel a little bit down, but because of that, tomorrow I'm going to shoot for the stars. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Oh, you 
בביאת המשיח אני מאמין ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחכה לו בכל יום שיבוא עם כל זה אחכה לו בכל יום שיבוא. אני מאמין באמונה שלמה בביאת המשיח אני מאמין אוי ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחכה לו בכל יום שיבוא אוי ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחכה לו בכל יום שיתמהמה, עם כל זה אחכה לו, בכל יום שיבוא. 
אף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחק בכל יום שיבוא אוי ואף על פי שהתמהמה עם כל זה אחק בכל יום JM in the AM Sphere of Format Wednesday here at, um, at JM in the AM. And thanks so much for joining us, everybody. And I told you that uh, we have a special guest who's going to be joining us here in the 7 o'clock hour. And uh, anybody who is uh, even an occasional listener of this broadcast over the last few years knows that one of our favorite guests is Ambassador Danny Danone. The brand new book is entitled In the Lion's Den, Israel and the World. The forward is done by Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina and former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. And Danny Danone uh, has written this book. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating read, um, a real insider's view of so much that's going on. And we get an opportunity to ask him about uh, those years that he writes about and uh, about what's happening in Israel today. And there are a lot of questions about what's going on in Israel today. Danny Danone served as Israel's 17th permanent representative to the United Nations. We know it as the ambassador of Israel to the UN and currently serves as chairman of the World Likud. He is author of the brand new book, In the Lion's Den, Israel and the World. Mr. Ambassador, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Great to speak with you again, Nahum. Uh, congratulations on the book. Um, it, it's really a fascinating read. I hope everybody out there uh, gets it and enjoys it as much as I have. Uh, Why did you write the book? Why did you take the opportunity to tell this amazing story at this time? Nahum, after five very long years at the UN, I felt that I, I have to tell the story that really happened behind the scenes, who was supporting Israel, who was fighting against us, and to learn the lessons for the future about advocacy, about taking a stand for Israel. And that's why I took the time and effort to, to continue with the efforts of, of, of showing the real face of Israel. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, in the book, I reveal many behind-the-scenes moments. You know, when you deal with uh, world leaders and, and you walk with them, uh, there are a lot of things that you, you can learn. And also, you know, I, I was uh, honored to take part in, in very important moments whether it's moving the embassy to Jerusalem, uh, the Abraham Accords. Uh, so I, I tell the stories, what, what really happened in order to achieve those great, great victories. Uh, you're also in the U.N. for the most difficult moments for a representative of Israel to the U.N., which we'll discuss in a few minutes. What's it like being in, a, in an institution like that, an institution that many of us you know, wonder why it even needs to exist, and an institution that, that you know, spends a lot of time criticizing Israel? Uh, it, it can't feel very neighborly. It can't feel uh, very welcome. It can't be a very welcome feeling walking the halls of the U.N., advocating for Israel. What is that experience? Experience like? 
Well, uh, you know, I, I picked the title in the Lion's Den. You know, Daniel in the Bible spent one night uh, in the Lion's Den. <laughs> right. uh, and I spent five years. Uh, and uh, indeed, you know, there were very hard moments. You know, my, I always will remember the, the day where I was in the Security Council by myself uh, when uh, President Obama pushed a resolution before he left office to condemn yep. Israel. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, that was the hardest moment in my public life. Uh, but I realized that we will prevail, and we did. Uh, that's what uh, happened. Uh, and for me, it was very important to tell uh, the story about what really happened um, regarding that resolution. You know, for the sake of, uh, of truth and history, uh, I think it's important that people will understand uh, what happened. Uh, and uh, it wasn't an easy moment for Israel. But look where we are today. And one of the and Ambassador Danny Danone is with us. The book is called In the Lion's Den. And one of the reasons it was such a difficult moment is because it was unprecedented, right? There was never a time that the U.S. would not uh, utilize its veto power uh, for a resolution like that, correct? Well, you know, I was used to fight the Palestinians, the, the EU, uh, the U.N. institutions, but then I was fighting also the U.S. Yeah. on the side of Israel. So that, that was very hard for me. And also the way it was done, not only the language of the resolution, but that actually worked behind the scenes. So uh, what I did, you know, minute after the resolution passed, I, I exposed uh, the administration uh, and I told the story about uh, their involvement in, in drafting the resolution and securing the vote for that resolution. Um, you, you must have felt to a degree that you didn't have much to lose in that situation because the, the, the relationship in general between the Obama administration and the is, Israeli administration and those who advocate for Israel was so tenuous at that time. Did you feel that you were, that you sort of had nothing to lose and you may as well just, you know, put all the information out there for everybody to know? Actually, on the contrary, you know, I reveal in the book that we did good things with the Ambassador Samantha Powell at the right. UN. Right. And before the vote, I told her, Samantha, nobody will remember what we did here. You know, people will remember the legacy of your service at the UN will be this shameful resolution. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. You know? uh, but we, we, before we were able to work together, you know, we, you cannot compare between the time when the Ambassador Haley stepped in. That was much easier for us. You know, we, we, I, we did a lot of things. We played offense. We passed resolutions. Uh, and uh, I think it was a, a great uh, part uh, of the history of Israel at the UN. Uh, but also with Samantha Powell, we were able to achieve a lot. Not that the book is completely about her, although I was really impressed by her forward, frankly. Um, what is it about uh, Nikki Haley? Why is it that she has such an affinity toward Israel and the Jewish people? Uh, she, she's a great friend, and so she will continue to support us in, in, the future, in her future positions. Uh, you know, when she came to the UN, she loved Israel, uh, but she never been to Israel. So I took her to Israel, and the minute she came, you know, she 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 fell in love with the people. Uh, she learned so much about the challenges. Uh, immediately when we came back to New York, we started to to fight by, to fight against the the lies and to change uh, what's happening at the UN. And we were very successful uh, because we we had no fear and we cooperated, uh, and we proved that we can win even in a hostile place like the UN. For example, Nahum, we put a resolution on the floor to condemn Hamas in the General Assembly. Right. Uh, that was a great moment for us. Uh, and every time we, we agreed that we, we cannot you know, take out the anti-Israel resolution, but can we, we, we add other things to the agenda. 
You, you know, you write about uh, Israel being on the offensive and Israel, you know, fighting fighting the battle alone if it needs to. You you're, you know, you 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 write you write as a proud Jew, frankly, and as a proud Israeli in terms of how you think that they should approach how Israel should approach the world. With that in mind, in your opinion, is the UN necessary? Is the you know, for those of us who wonder if there's a legitimacy to the organization and whether it needs to exist, it would we be better off with the state of Israel be better off if, if such a body would not be around? I think you want to have the UN around, but you want uh, the UN to focus on its original uh, causes. Uh, it's not happening today, but, you know, they can support a lot of uh, humanitarian crisis. They can promote dialogue between nations. Uh, a lot of things that they can do is it's not happening because, unfortunately, uh, you know, you have bad actors that uh, kidnap the UN and they take it to the wrong place. So I, I would say, yes, we want the UN, but not the way it's acting today. I mean, some of the things when you when you see who's on the Human Rights Council, when you see which countries are are you know given a pass when it comes to international uh, episodes. I mean, you know, Russia and Ukraine is a good example, and and, and then of course when we see the uh, the contrast of how Israel is treated and how there's a moral equivalence given to quote unquote both sides. There may not be a place outside of the media. There may not be a place that gives more equivalence uh, and balance to the situation between Israel and the PA, <coughs> excuse me, or Israel and terrorists, more than the UN. It's got to be a very frustrating feeling when you're, when you're always behind the eight ball, so to speak, in, an, in a forum like that. Indeed, in, in the book, you know, in the line of then, I give a lot of advice and tools for people who advocate for Israel how to deal with the hostile environment. You know, I want a student to go to university to know that he can actually make a change. So, you know, one of the things I explained about, you know, using facts, you know, and that's what I did. You know, I, I brought a lot of, a lot of information into the discussions. Uh, and, you know, the, those who are anti-Israel, they don't care about the facts. But the majority of the players, they are not knowledgeable. So once I presented intelligence material that I brought from the IDF, I, I could actually change the narrative you know so it's a marathon you have to wake up every morning right. and continue with this fight now i hear that but you, you know that the college campuses have have gotten even worse in the short time that you've you know since you've been at the un in the last couple of years it's gotten it's gotten much more difficult for those who advocate for israel to exist peacefully on college campuses uh, i know that and i, and I think we, we have to continue to empower them and and uh, i think that you know uh, Whoever fights for Israel, at the end of the day, he gets the benefit of becoming a stronger advocate, a stronger leader, a stronger citizen. So the book also deals a lot with, with advocacy. You know, I tell my story how I started my public service at a very young age, and how it gave me the strength to, to get to, to the government, to the Knesset, and eventually also to the UN, and, and to, to get to very important positions at the UN. I got elected to become the first Israeli to chair a UN committee. Uh, against all odds. Right. So I think even if you are a campus student uh, and you think whether you should get engaged or not, if you do it, you, know, you don't do it only for Israel or the Jewish people, you're also building your own character. The um, uh, Ambassador Danny Danone is with us. The book is called In the Lion's Den, Israel and the World, a forward by Nikki Haley. Great book. It's a Wicked Sun publication. I'm sure it's on Amazon and everywhere else where you buy your books, everybody. I'm highly recommending it. In the Lion's Den, Israel and the World. The author is Danny Danone. All right, you mentioned the Knesset. I, I can't resist but ask you about some of the things that are going on today. Um, what are your thoughts 
as you see a very delicate and soft coalition continue to exist in Israel, even though uh, the coalition lost what would have to be called a key member, because that was the 61st person in the coalition who resigned. And in addition to that, the coalition is uh, has been formed and continues to exist uh, with Arab representation. Uh, what are your thoughts about this very, very shaky, what seems to be shaky coalition in Jerusalem? Well, I think the coalition is a tool uh, to govern. And unfortunately, I don't think today we have law and order in the streets of Israel. People are terrified because of the last wave of terror. And unfortunately, the government is not capable of, of restoring the deterrence. Uh, you know, with the, the Arab party in coalition, uh, it's very hard. You know, I, I was in Jerusalem for, in Passover, and uh, almost every day you had riots on Temple Mount. And I asked myself, why the police is not actually taking the actions they should. And the answer was, Nahum, because, you know, you have uh, this Arab party um, in the coalition, and uh, any minute, any MK can vote against the coalition. So it's impossible, you know, uh, and I hope, you know, for the for the sake of the future of Israel, that there will be a new government, either within this Knesset, or uh, unfortunately we will have to go for another election and to form a new government. And, but as long as these numbers continue to, you know, to be uh, uh, relatively equal on, you know, on on both or multiple sides, depending on how you look at it, uh, meaning if 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 government is being formed in Israel, and we've seen this now so many times in the last few years, uh, with sixty, sixty-one, sixty-two votes uh, or mandates, and and those and some of those mandates are either questionable or weak. Again, you know, the Arab Party is one example of that. Uh, is it even possible to move forward with a strong government? And, and is it only a strong government that could prevent these terror waves? Because you have to remember, we've had strong governments in the past, and we've still had terror waves that were unable to be controlled. Uh, is that the first step to try to control them? Well, I, I think, you know, uh, we have to take action. Uh, I agree with you about the past that, you know, uh, also when we were in power of the Likud, we didn't do enough. Uh, but now, uh, when I see uh, Mansour Abbas and his colleagues, you know, when they threaten uh, the government, you know, take for example when uh, the issue of Arabite again, they they announce that they will not take part in any votes in the coalition. So I, I think it's very hard for this current government uh, to take the necessary actions. Uh, I I hope they will. Uh, they have to. They should do. But if they cannot govern, they cannot secure what's happening. I think they should uh, themselves declare elections and allow the public to decide how to continue. Uh, yeah, I hear that. Um, as you watch, uh, let me ask you this, as you watch what's happening with Russia and the Ukraine, I wonder if you pine for the days at the UN, and if, if you wonder how things would be, uh, would, and, and if you wonder you know, what it would be like uh, to be a, um, uh, the ambassador uh, during this time. Uh, I am getting the feeling that Israel is taking risks in exposing who they would prefer to be winning the Russia-Ukraine war. Do you think that Israel should have played down their role in that conflict a little bit more than they have? I think in general we made mistakes. You know, we should have spoken less and do more and, and support the Ukrainian people and send them more humanitarian help than we did. Uh, unfortunately, we, we spoke too much. You know, Prime Minister Bennett flew to Moscow on a Shabbat. It was a, a big, big uh, dramatic moment trying to actually uh, negotiate. Uh, and we made too many headlines by, by the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Lapid, 
with inexperience about those issues. So I think that there were mistakes done. I think what we should do is uh, play low-key. You know, we voted against uh, Russia at the UN. That was the right moral decision. Right. But we should support the Ukrainian people without creating international headlines. What do you think of the statements by the foreign minister of Russia? Uh, that's, uh, you know, I was shocked. I know Mr. Lavrov, I met him many times. He's very intelligent. He knows the history. He knows better. Uh, I was shocked to, to hear about the, you know, equation to the Holocaust, uh, uh, naming uh, Hitler as a Jew, you know, uh, outrageous. And what do you think of, what do you think in general of uh, Zelensky's leadership? Are you shocked by uh, what he's been able to galvanize over there in the Ukraine? You know, I, I know the Ukrainian people, they are very strong people, very proud. And, and I think that uh, they, they prove that, you know, things change in the world. You know, when, when you think about the past, about, you know, Russia, uh, today you have, you have different uh, reality in many, many places around the world. And uh, not many people are aware of that. So I think it's not only Ukraine. You have other players in the former Soviet Union who became independent. And today they are very strong and, and proud, uh, proud nations. You know, you serve as chairman of World Likud. Is, is the Likud party a strong party right now? How would you describe it? Yes, uh, you know, I think not only the Likud uh, is strong, we, we know that the national camp is getting stronger. We, see, we do polls and we see that, you know, we have a lot of support. But unfortunately, you know, today uh, we, don't, we are not in power. So I think we need to find a way to take the, the support we have in the public and actually transform it into a into the ability to form a government. That will be the challenge of the Likud in the new elections. And um, that, w- if it happened today, if there was an election today, what you just described would happen or would not happen? Well, I, I know that we will get a, a, a lot of votes. So the Likud will become the uh, stronger than today. For sure, will be the, the, the loudest party in the Knesset. But still, I think it's going to be challenging to form a coalition you know, we, we know that you have some political actors who are not willing to, to work with former Prime Minister Netanyahu. So right. that will still be a challenge. Yeah, it's interesting to watch how the Prime Minister, or the former Prime Minister Netanyahu, continues to, um, uh, continues to uh, uh, attract a lot of attention. It seems he still has a lot of power. And that he's, I guess, essentially the man to beat, right? I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing to watch. He he has served longer or more days than any other prime minister in the history of the state of Israel. He doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah, he's very determined. You know, we have to remember that also he's in court now almost right. every day. You know, fighting three indictments. Uh, but he's a strong leader, and um, I hope that we'll be in a position to go back to power. Uh, Ambassador Danny Danone, the book is called In the Lion's Den, Israel and the World. Get it, everybody. It's a really amazing inside look at uh, the United Nations and uh, Ambassador Danone's very positive um, um, uh, discussion in the book about advocacy and uh, fighting for Israel and being proud to be Jewish and to be representing Israel. It's really a, uh, a very important work. Um, you see what's happening here in the United States. Uh, in fact, I was always amazed, frankly, knowing your background about just how familiar you were and how well you fit in to the New York scene. 
because on paper, based on your background, it, 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 it you know, it, it might, it may have been very difficult for someone like yourself uh, to to fit into the big city New York scene. And it seems you did it really well. So you're really familiar with what's going on in this city and in this country. Um, if, if if someone were to ask you about the future of the Jewish community in the United States, what approach would you use? Would you tell people the future of the Jewish people is exclusively in the state of Israel? Would you tell them there is hope in this country? You've seen what's happened over the last few years, and you see the uh, attitude toward the Jewish community, uh, both on a micro level and a macro level. What would you tell people about the Jewish community in the United States? So, you know, I was uh, honored and had the privilege to live with my family for five years uh, in, in the city of New York, you know, getting to know the, the Jewish communities. I was very involved in the past, but it's different when you, you send the two kids to a, to a Jewish school or they go to Jewish uh, summer camps and, and you learn about the strength of the community. So I'm also optimistic about the future of the Jewish communities. One thing I think we should work harder is strengthen the connection between, you know, the, the next generation, Israelis uh, and American Jews who live here. Uh, and make a, a stronger connection. You know, I look at my my kids. You know, they have friends now from all over the U.S. and Canada. And I'm proud of that. I think it's a great thing for them. And I, I wish that we can expose more kids, both in Israel and the, here in the U.S., uh, to one each other in order for them to to make friends and understand that we have a a one one uh, future and we have to work on this future together. Well, if we have a future here in the United States, it's only because we have a strong Israel. That's always been my opinion and my perspective on this. And um, that's another reason why a strong Israel is so vital and important. Uh, by the way, in your in your tenure as uh, UN ambassador, uh, ambassador of Israel to the United Nations, uh, did you did you gain a great appreciation for people like uh, Abba Eben and uh, Senator Moynihan? Uh, absolutely. No, I, I learned a lot about them, and I, I got the inspiration to, for my speeches many times from them. And, and I think, you know, you realize that, you know, to build what we built in short 74 years, uh, each one of us is doing his part. So, yes. you know, when I decided to bring Jewish tradition and the Bible into the discussion at the UN, that was something new. Uh, and I thought to myself, it's not only important for this moment. You know, because the future, people will, will watch those speeches. You know, one of the speeches was the Bible speech, which I speak about it. Uh, as a book, I read about I wrote about it. Yep. You know, it became viral. Because they put a yamaka and I read from the Bible yeah. about the, the rights of, of to the land, uh, and my colleagues in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs were shocked. They told me, "Danny, we don't bring religion into diplomacy." And I told them, "That's your uh, approach. My approach that we have to start with, with the basic uh, rights, uh, and then we can speak about uh, legal rights and international rights." One of the reasons it's so great to read this book, Ambassador Danone, is because of how proud you made us with moments like you just described, which are historic moments that many will talk about for generations, and uh, for the way you represented us uh, in the in the United Nations and the way you represent us in general. And uh, all that is greatly appreciated, as you know. Uh, congratulations on the book. I assume it's available everywhere, right, at this point? <laughs> yeah, it's already number one on, uh, on Amazon uh, bestseller list, and uh, I'm, I'm sure people will be excited to, to read it, and they can, it's, it came out yesterday, and I'm sure people will enjoy the read. Hey, how happy are you to hear that the parade is back in New York City this coming Sunday after three years? That's great. You know, I was, I was very happy to see you 
always great to speak to uh, Danny Danone. I want to thank him again. A uh, reminder that on June the 1st, the American Friends of Ateret Kohanim, Jerusalem Chai, invite you to their annual Yom Yerushalayim dinner. Uh, it's happening on June the 1st. And it will honor the heroes of Yemenite village, Kidmat Zion, Malaya Zetim, in the old city of Jerusalem. Amazing. 74 years later, we are watching the neighborhoods that I just mentioned expand and grow. So incredible. Uh, the dinner is happening Wednesday, June the 1st at Terrace on the Park, 6 p.m. reception, 715 program. Guest speaker is the Honorable Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State of the United States. Uh, they'll honor the contribution of uh, Mel and Mildred, Mildred Wadler of blessed memory among the beloved founders of the American Friends of Atarot Kohanim. Honorees include Dr. Gina Polina Berkovich, Josh Nass, Michal Harris, and Ms. Uh, Amelie Hesching. Uh, they will all be uh, honored on the night of June the 1st. American Friends of Atarot Kohanim reservation line is atarotkohanim.org slash dinner. atarotkohanim.org slash dinner. Try your best to be there for that important night org slash dinner this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies pastrami, corned beef, salami and more old world classics, beef, fire, kishka and more and modern better for you kosher products including no nitrate added, reduced fat and reduced sodium hot dogs plus many other unique items visit the website at kosherdogs.net and try A&H today you'll be glad you did that I can guarantee you <laughs> um, and if grilling season is coming up on us, Memorial Day weekend is soon. Make sure to um, have all the A&H hot dogs in your fridge and freezer that you need to make it a really successful grilling season. Uh, our friends at um, our friends at United Hatzalah of Israel have their third annual New York Gala happening at Pier 60 on Chelsea Piers in New York City. That's happening Tuesday, May the 24th. It's coming Tuesday beginning at 5.30 p.m. They'll be uh, honoring Chantal and Al Gindi, uh, Kathy and Alan Weiss, Dr. Zevi Neuwirth uh, will, be, um, will be there as well. America's Ukraine special ops doctor, as he's uh, known. And... Um, of course, Ellie Beer will be there as well to address everybody. Third annual New York Gala for United Hatzalah happens at Pier 60 in New York City beginning at 5.30 p.m. on the 24th of May. Get your reservations in now, israelrescue.org. Again, that's israelrescue.org for information about the event, israelrescue.org. Our friends at Art Scroll have a pretty... Uh, a pretty um, easy rule to get used to and that is every time you go to artscroll.com and order something make sure to use promo code radio make sure to use promo code radio at artscroll.com simple as that every time you go to artscroll.com make sure to use promo code radio there's a brand new Ani Mamin book coming out actually it's out already you could order it by Rabbi Yecheskel Elias understanding Rambam's 13 Ikrim and bringing them into our lives. There's a free Animamin card included in memory of Dovi Steinmetz, one of the victims of um, the Lagba Omer Meron tragedy, which, of course, the yard site is tonight of those who perished in the Meron tragedy. And uh, we'll have an opportunity to speak with someone about this book next week, and I'm certainly looking forward to that. Uh, it will help all of us in terms of Amuna and Bitachon. Animamin, a mission for life, 
Again, the uh, book bar by Yechezkel Elias, and we'll spend more time about that, or on it, I should say, uh, next week here at JM in the AM. Also, I want to remind you that next week we get an opportunity to speak with Rory Weisberg. The book is called Food You Love That Loves You Back. (laughs) Food You Love That Loves You Back. (laughs) Eating healthy doesn't mean compromising on delicious. Well, is that true? We'll find out. Rory's going to join us next week here at JM in the AM. The book's available right now. Remember, any book that you order, these brand new books, uh, these sets, a lot of sets are... are, um, are on sale right now. The big set sale is on uh, at artscroll.com. So you can uh, purchase sets right now and get a 26% discount. And, of course, use promo code SHIPPING, promo code RADIO to get your free shipping, promo code RADIO to get your free shipping. There's over 40 sets to choose from. The sale goes until May the 30th. Chumish, Navi, Halacha, all the sets are available, 26% off. Get your free shipping by using promo code RADIO. Again, go to artscroll.com no matter what you order. Make sure to use promo code radio. Simple as that. All right. Lots going on. Tomorrow's Logba Omer. We have our Logba Omer music show tomorrow morning between 6 and 9. Make sure to join us. Tomorrow is, I should say, uh, Sunday is the parade. Celebrate Israel Parade on 5th Avenue. Join us at 64th and 5th. Make sure to be tuned in at NahumSiegel.com. You'll have an opportunity to... Um, we have an opportunity to thank the Rothenberg Law Firm for bringing that broadcast to everybody. Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. It'll be the first time in three years that we're on Fifth Avenue. So like I said earlier, a bit rusty, but <laughs> we will we'll hopefully get right back into things starting at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time this coming Sunday. Very much looking forward to that. And um, we remember those, again, I mentioned, do we remember those who whose yard site is being observed starting tonight? Uh, a year after the Lagba Omer Mehron tragedy. And let us hope and pray that uh, both in Mehron and everywhere, uh, safety precautions are taken to make sure that Lagba Omer is as safe as possible for everybody, both in Mehron and everywhere around the world where there are celebrations and bonfires, etc. Uh, I'm not going to do the pre-Pesach speech that we had on the air about uh, fire safety, but I just hope and pray that when it comes to um, the bonfires and commemorating Log Bomer in that way that people are extremely cautious, very safe, and uh, very smart about how they go about it. <sighs> More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Dum,
Eliyahu Han 
There we go with um, Cole Ish and um, Gam Kielech. Before that, Hodo Al Eretz here at JM in the AM. Um, Wednesday morning broadcast, final day of our Sphera format. And a reminder that Yossi's Y is going to be doing a Wednesday live lunch. That's carried by a bunch of platforms, including ours. Starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time, Yossi's Y with a... Uh, Final day of Sphera Format Live Lunch coming up again, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Tomorrow, I'm sure his live lunch will be more exciting in our regular format. Um, just like JM and AM is going to be more exciting in our regular format tomorrow morning for Logba Omer. So keep that in mind. I want to thank the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, presenting our coverage of the Celebrate Israel Parade this coming Sunday. Looking forward to it. Nahum Siegel, Miriam L. Wallach, Mark Zamek, and the entire team. Um, in what will hopefully be a great weather-wise and otherwise Celebrate Israel Parade, hopefully a safe and wonderful Israel uh, Celebrate Israel Parade. So come on out, everybody. We'll start broadcasting at 11.30. Hopefully you'll be there. If you're not on the parade route, then uh, make sure to be tuned in to us. We'll give you a uh, blow-by-blow account of what's going on on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Uh, this was called to our attention yesterday, brand new from Sheer Soul at JM in the AM. Oh, Shalom, my lady. 
כולכם גיבורים, אתם כולכם מאמינים, Go ahead. 
the AM with Yaakov Chesed and Cole Yisrael here at JM in the AM. Uh, reminder, United Hatzalah of Israel. Go to israelrescue.org for information about their third annual New York Gala. It's happening at Pier 60 on Chelsea Piers in New York City on Tuesday, May 24th. That's this coming Tuesday. Uh, they'll honor Chantal and Al Gindi, Kathy and Alan Weiss, Dr. Zevi Newworth, who's uh, certainly made a, quite an impression out there as what they consider to be America's Ukraine special ops doctor. Uh, we'll all be um, recognized that night. Again, it's the third annual New York Gala. It's the uh, United Hatzalah of Israel, and uh, the website is Israel, israelrescue.org, israelrescue.org. This coming Tuesday night, third annual New York Gala on Pier 60, Chelsea Piers, New York City. Again, information, israelrescue.org, israelrescue.org. All right. Um... Tomorrow, back to our regular format, which is long-awaited. I saw a great, um, <laughs> I have to see if I can find it. I saw a great way of putting it earlier through an email. What was it? Uh, oh, yeah. Someone wrote online, Logbomer can't come soon enough. <laughs> I agree with that. So regular format tomorrow, uh, Friday, our weekly update and plenty more, as you would suspect. Uh, Sunday parade coverage from New York City. Uh, brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. So lots going on, and um, hopefully you'll be tuned into all of it. I certainly hope so. Uh, Yom Yerushalayim is on, is on actually the Sunday of Memorial Day. People have asked what we're doing for Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, we don't have a definitive plan yet. We will hopefully have one by next week, and we'll announce it. But again, Jerusalem Day is Sunday, and then Hebron Day is Monday Memorial Day. So a very unusual setup for us in terms of our Yom Yerushalayim uh, activities. That's in addition to the fact that uh, we're coming up on the first yard site of uh, our dear Mayor Weingarten. So we'll see what happens with the um, we'll see what happens with that with Yom Yerushalayim Yom Hebron. No decision yet, but we do have some thoughts. We'll figure it out. American friends of Atarat Kanim, Jerusalem Chai, invite you to their annual Yom Yerushalayim dinner, celebrating the heroes of Yemenite village, Kidmat Zion, Tim, in the old city of Jerusalem. It's happening Wednesday, June 1st, at Terrace on the Park, with a Schmorg reception at 6 and a program at 7.15. Program includes guest speaker, the Honorable Mike Pompeo, former United States Secretary of State, Honorees that evening include the uh, contribution of Mel and Mildred Wadler of Blessed Memory among the beloved founders of American Friends of Atarot Kohanim. Uh, other honorees, Dr. Jean and Paulina Berkovich of Woodmere, Josh Nass of Charleston, uh, Michal Harris of Brooklyn, and Ms. Uh, Emily Hesching of Silver Spring, Maryland. They are all going to be recognized on the night of June the 1st. Make sure you have your reservations in. It's always a great dinner. And this one looks like it's shaping up to be uh, phenomenal. Ataratkonim.org slash dinner. Ataratkonim.org slash dinner. And we'll speak to Shani Hyken and Daniel Luria next week. Please, God, get a perspective on what's happening with the organization. Ataratkonim.org slash dinner. Check it out and enjoy. More coming up. It's uh, Wednesday at JM and the AM. Oh, 
Uh, great selection from Mayor Ben Dror, the Shabbat medley, it's called. Kelados, done by Volvi Adler. You had Maishi Storch in there with Take Us Home. Yaakov Chesed and Kol Yisrael. JM in the AM, final day of our Sphere format on this Lave Bo Omer, day 32 in the counting of the Omer. If you got the count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Four weeks and four days. Again, four weeks and four days in the counting of the Omer. Um, tomorrow's our Lag Bomer special. 
make sure to be tuned in. Um, music between 6 and 9 in our regular format. And uh, tomorrow we have uh, a Thursday live lunch with Yossi Zweig that I'm sure will be in our regular format. Today's live lunch, 11 until 1, will be in our Sphera format. It'll be on NahumSiegel.com, the NSN app, and of course many other platforms as well. We um, simulcast Jesse Zweig's Wednesday live lunch right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, don't forget this coming Sunday, parade coverage from uh, 64th and 5th in New York City, brought to you by our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. Excited about the Celebrate Israel Parade after a period of three years that we were not on Fifth Avenue. I know it was two seasons, but uh, we haven't been there since 2019, which is very hard to believe. <laughs> Uh, so I'll have the full team there and give you great coverage. So if you're not at the parade itself, you can make sure to tune in. Even if you're at the parade, you can make sure to tune in on your phone at NahumSiegel.com. The video a live stream will be, of course, on the uh, uh, on the website. And um, pay attention to social media. be really easy for you to access everything this coming Sunday. More coming up. It's a uh, Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. And now I'm walking down your path 
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a uh, Wednesday here at JMM. Tomorrow, a Lock Bomber special. Don't forget to tune in. Sunday is, of course, Parade Day in New York City. Uh, I want to thank the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, for presenting our parade programming starting at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that'll be this coming Sunday. We'll remind you as we get closer and closer. And uh, make sure to be tuned in to Yossi Zweig's Sphera Live Lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Tomorrow he'll have a regular format live lunch, which we're very much looking forward to. <laughs> have a fabulous Wednesday. Until tomorrow, I'll come to reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.